everybody. This is the Drop the Beat podcast. My name is Charles Larita. And I'm Will Sarver. And we want to thank you guys so much for not only listening to us beat off, but now also watching us beat off here only on YouTube. Uh, which I think is more important. Yeah, I want I want people to watch us when, yeah. we're, when we're beating it, man. I think I'm the visual learner. I don't know about I you. I was going to say it is more about the visual than the audio part for me, but yeah. I mean, we're men and that's... <laughs> well, that's normally how you it is. know um we got our tea as always hopefully you guys have we a nice do. cup of tea we do we we are like super super cheers ready to go hopefully we didn't clink that one cheers as well let's sip obnoxiously in the mic mm. <sighs> well that's this week that was episode. good that was a good episode yeah, i, I really enjoyed it uh donate to us give us your money <laughs> And we'll see you guys later. Um, so we have now my mug this week is I have my dinosaur mug where when you put uh, hot water in it, it changes them to uh, their skeleton fossil counterparts. And yours is just um, I'm going camping speckled blue. I love it. It's actually surprisingly light. It was That came from Lake George uh, last summer. Oh, okay. It was a $3 mug. This one came from the Natural History Museum. Right. Yeah. So that's probably $20 mug. It wasn't great. Yeah. It was very necessary, though. Um, well, how are you guys doing out there? Yes, please. I don't know. Us. This isn't like uh, Blue's Clues or, or, or Dory the Explorer where you guys can answer <laughs> Not back. Not yet. Uh, we were going to get there, though. We're yeah. going to get there. Um, I'm just ecstatic that we're you know back in the studio doing this kind of thing. Will, how was your, uh, how was your week? I mean, um, people... people you know, the you know been liking that we're filming this now so now we gotta i gotta ask you so it's, now everyone can see how well it's been. better now because we're doing this i mean oh, something that's... to look forward to now that was a little brown nosy but that's okay i respect well, it i haven't been paid yet so all right that's true times are tough you keep waiting for that one <laughs> checks in the mail Whoops. i guess <laughs> uh but yeah i think taking this to a visual kind of video medium has has just been kind of nice touch I, I think yeah, um, I'd agree, you know, especially where it's now it's a little something more to look at as opposed to just my nasally weird voice. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly getting tired of it. I'm sure they are. I think I'm done here today. Oh, sorry. Did I? No. Are we recording? No, did I'm say coming that? back. <laughs> it's fine. I got a goofy ass voice. Um, but, you know, it kind of started making me think and reminisce in this time, the crazy time that we're living in. And now that we're doing this podcast, and we're finally starting to realize the ideas that we really wanted to do and get together. Um, I was thinking about how much I miss gigging. Oh, yes. Because it's obviously very hard to gig in in this kind of climate. And, uh, you know, it, it's something that's kind of been suggested to us a bunch of times. Literally just more so people, friends and fans and family and supporters asking, like, you know, do you miss playing out? Do you miss gigging with the band? And Nope. Yes, and I kind of want to. I kind no, not at all. <laughs> um, I, I kind of wanted to compile every form of that question into one as a as a kind of a cool topic today. Um, but just so everyone out there at home listening knows, if you have any questions for us to, you know, discuss in a long format kind of topic discussion manner, uh, go to charlesreader.com slash contact and fill out the little forms there. Your name, where you're from, and your question. And uh, if we if we pick one that you're using, we will send you a free mischief shirt. You can wear it on your naked ass body, Ooh. or you could peel it off of your naked ass body and be mm. even more naked. I don't know. I don't know. The we, choice is yours. The cho- it'll be the great. Send us a yours. video of that specifically too. Oh boy! You know what? No, he I redact that. He did it. No, I take that back because we're not. It's gonna not be. Not that I don't love every one of you, and everyone looks lovely naked. That's but I. Just drink your tea. Yeah, okay. we're gonna, we're done. We're yeah, gonna just we're gonna delete this one. Yeah, sound guy. Yeah, let's cut it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that now we're in person doing this because we're just a bunch of goofballs. Yes, um, it's worse. But 
Yeah, so that kind of compiled question I think is a good one. It's just about, it's just gigs. And I think there's a, a lot of fun areas we can kind of hit with this thing. Um, oh, yeah. So I would say to start this guy off, and obviously we can kind of go back and forth on this guy, but do you remember your first gig? No. Really? I honestly don't. I don't. What a boring goddamn answer. Yeah. I thought it was going to be this like cool story. No. No, I never. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Or the first time you played in front of people. That's a. I mean, that's a good one. I was so young. That was. That's a problem. Oh, you know? that's true. I was probably playing, you know, in front of people, I don't know, five, six years old. Christ. So I don't, it's hard for me to kind of say, oh, I, it was specifically this day and, and it was that. Yeah. Um, But I think, you know, more on a grander scale probably didn't happen until maybe middle school, high school type of deal. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, when you're in all the bands, you know, you you do these, all the concerts. All or, or meeting all kids in school and playing with them, making little bands. Exactly. So uh, that goes to another level. Um, Definitely. And then, you know, here we are now yeah. with no gigs. And it's sad. It's very sad. I mean, I do miss it. I miss it the most. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. I mean, me Besides me doing this. Yeah, this is really the pinnacle of my life this is <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is what i've always wanted to do yeah um no i like doing this for you people out there it's a tough yeah it's a tough for me to answer i don't have a i i'm sure you're gonna have an incredible story i man yeah and it's, it's just it's not incredible it's just more detail it's gonna be amazing and i'm over here i don't even remember it wasn't this monumental. That's okay, because I got a, got a good one that I can ask you, and I think you'll you'll like it for gig wise. Because we have I to reminisce about it. I, I doubt like, it. I like I reminiscing. Like it. I like stories like this because it's always kind of a, a fun thing. Um, well, yeah. Well, let me let's let's hear your your story so <laughs> I can feel really terrible. No. All right. So um, the first, well, I mean, like the first time I really played in front of people. It was a couple months into into playing, I guess, and I was um, it was like family Christmas party, and my uncle plays guitars and has guitars, and it'd be one of those things like, oh, we gonna come look at the guitar room. It's like, yeah, sure. And of course, all the family members now come up to look at the guitar room, and someone just drops one in my lap, and it's like, do Christmas songs. It's like, Ugh, your uh, favorite, yeah. Oh, my absolute favorite, my of my goddamn Christmas album Christmas albums coming yeah, out it's soon it's gonna be real great <laughs> um and uh you know so it was like that was like my first experience playing in front of people and it was cool because it's your family and you know they're always nice about it so I didn't really know if I sucked or what didn't yeah you, know? you probably did I probably you know <laughs> I was 11 or 12 so. yeah they're always too nice um but I remember the first time really is like a, a like performing as like a band or entity apart from school was we always had in middle school in like the gym or the auditorium we always had like uh like the powder puff football shit or um like those events or like the spirit weeks and those things they would always ask us to play they'd always come to me like the band teacher would be like put a little group together It'd be me and a bassist and a keyboard player and a drummer and we would always do just whatever like big like blues jams or something like that yeah. or rock stuff and that was always really really fun um doing that kind of stuff and it was cool because then it was that you know aside from the school performance stuff it was like that really got me into performing because now it's like 
okay, people like this and, and I feel good about it. I'm getting a good response from it. And like, that was really cool. Um, so that was, that was kind of my first taste into that thing. I mean, there's so many levels of like what I did, like you have that and then you have like my first real band gig and my first paid gig I got and like all sorts right. of like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, ha- it starts at, you know, and then it expands to a bunch of different other things, you know, and yeah, I guess, I mean, really for me, it was, I started playing in church, so yeah. That's probably where the first, you know, show or gig, however you want to call it, is. Yeah, I could never me. do that because hallowed ground. I can't really go on it because I know. I, I know <laughs> a person that's only a select few. I was gonna say so. Good on you, man. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that was that was me every Sunday, you know. So, but that's also how you get good though, because church players are usually really really good. Some are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's William said with a shit eating grin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like anything, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. But, I mean, it evolves from that, you know, and it... Well, that's why I want to know was, like, kind of the growth from that. Like, what did you get out of that to be able to move on to the next level, you know? Yeah, I mean, you get, you know, different opportunities to play with other people, and then, you know, you start playing with somebody else, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're getting called to, you know, hey, there's a wedding or, a you know, a birthday party or yeah, yeah you know things like that and that's kind of when you start dabbling into the paid gig type of realm um well you say do you remember your first paid gig paid gig it probably i think it was a um it was in probably high school early high school uh it was a fundraiser nice. at a country club i believe Ooh. um actually no it was a restaurant really nice restaurant in a nice area um and it was for the philadelphia phillies we're doing a fundraiser oh that's a big that's a big deal and the general manager at the time was there and they were raffling off signed whatever nice and they needed a little jazz trio were you in this trio i was in this trio and (laughs) it was i mean it was a cool really cool experience i mean it was kind of getting thrown in the deep end because it's a different clientele Oh, yeah, that's you horrifying, know. man. Um, but, you know, we were hand-selected for a reason because, you know, it, the stakes were high. But that was probably my first more professional paid gig. Because I was going to say, when the second you get paid for it, you're considered a pro because now you're making money at it, you know? I would never call myself a pro. <laughs> well, you... <laughs> yeah, it, Big it's, air quotes it's there, loose. You know? It's loose. You know, it's... Um, but then, you know, then it just that became it from you know yeah from there on out it was the the jazz trio quartet whatever was you know i did that for a while a long time that's good though but that's great yeah i mean get the chops up yeah and you're getting paid that was that was the coolest part um see at least your first paid gig was fun and and not like how did it turn out like um did you feel good about it? I mean, were you nervous about it? You know? Yeah, definitely nervous about it. I mean, um, because it's it's totally different when you're getting hired and getting paid. Yeah, because now it's like a, a calibered a b- right. bar. You know? At least for me, it is. No, I'm the same you way, know, man. I'm the same. Not way. everybody's like that, but I, you know, that I want to make sure, like, hey, let's rehearse. Mm-hmm. You know, let's make sure we got everything together because people are paying money for this. Yeah, and you know. Um, I don't want to make a fool of myself. Dude, I'm right. That's where do you think my yeah. anxiety stemmed from yeah, with this, this right. the performer thing? You know? And you know how, like, those type of 
jazz gigs go, a lot of it's like, eh, on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't rehearse. You show up. You and I are not on the fly guys. No. Can I be? Oh, we yeah. totally could. I've I got really it. good at doing it. Yeah. I don't prefer to do it that way. But there's that kind of mentality sometimes with some of those guys of just let's, hey, let's just do it. Yeah. You know, and here's the real book and play one of the songs that everybody else has heard well, thousand that was, times. Yeah, let's say 18,000 uh, Yeah. Well, that was like the on the fly stuff for me. And what I started when I started getting really good with it was when like in my area, they everyone started realizing oh there's this young dude and he can sit in with an, anybody and do this kind of thing not obviously i'm trying to stroke myself off um, sounds like it stop it stop it <laughs> um we <laughs> i would get calls all the time from people and it'd be like right before their gig starting it'd be like what are you doing in a half hour yeah exactly. or there was uh, <laughs> yeah. one one girl who used to gig around in the area i'll never forget i went to I went to, it was a concert where it was uh, Johnny Winter and Edgar Winter and Rick Derringer concert at oh, nice. a big place near us. Literally, the concert lets out. I get a phone call, and it's this one girl who plays in the area, and she was like, hey, are you doing anything tonight? And I was like, no. And I was 16, and she was like, I need you to come to you know whatever place and just bring electric guitar and just back me up. And it's like, <laughs> back her up. Okay. And that's, and that's what it was. And it was like, and I, that's, I started getting a lot of gigs from that. Cause basically I would just come in and I'd say, what key is it in? And then we'd be good to right. go. And it's that, a great skill to have. And that was cool. Cause a lot of times they just wanted lead stuff where it's like for me to play in between their vocals or yeah. their solo or, or back them up on little stuff or flourishes and things like that. And that's fun. But yeah, not being prepared is weird. Like I can do it and I don't mind doing it, but I, I would like to be familiar with it. Cause yeah. like that shit's scary sometimes. Cause now it's yeah. Now you're getting paid and you're in front of a lot of people and it's like, yeah. And I know. think that's what changes it. I mean, I'm all for you know doing some things on the fly, being creative. It's just it's difficult when people are paying for it. They have expectations, right? You know? And I don't think it looks that professional when you're trying to piece it together <laughs> oh, up yeah, on stage. And you're all talking and being like yeah we're gonna go to this part and then that part and you're gonna hit this no i oh yeah dude. that dead air kills between me. kills me songs and things like that and that's fine for certain you got to know the environment you got to know well, or, what's or the you occasion have the, the dead air and then someone doodling over top oh, of the dead air my favorite. oh that kill i know when you and i go see bands playing we have somebody doing that where they're just usually it's usually always a guitar guy and they're like jerking themselves off yeah. in between it's like great and that's just that's the level so of long farewell <laughs> um yeah see at least your first paid gig was cool because my first paid gig was weird um of course there's a weird story it's always there's, a weird story that's the only stories i have for yeah. my, my first does it involve a bathroom no i was oh, not all right i was not clear. on a toilet by there was a bathroom in the place we were okay um i got there was a local guy um in our area and he had a new year's eve gig off that was my first paid gig was new year's eve i was like shit this is gonna be big they were paying somewhat well it was at somebody's big ass house and like you know that he was uh, i was rehearsing with him and we noticed the set list is literally all 90s ballads for nice. the biggest party of the year it's 90s ballads slow depressing like if you could only see the way i mean oh. said that made that really white just then that it was like i mean songs are cool i'm for that but when it's like the biggest party night of the year and you're throwing down these like sleepy snoozy hits. Strictly 80s, Joel. Strictly. <laughs> we are playing in, 
and I forget what I think I like paid like 200 bucks or something like that. And I was again, it was just I was playing electric guitar and I was following along whatever he was doing and this and that it was on acoustic and singing. And it was like fun, like it was fine, like I enjoyed it. But I remember my dad just being like, you guys can't do all ballads. Like this is a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. People want to dance. But then again, it's like you hire a duo of acoustic and electric. Like, what are you going to get? You're not, I don't have a full band. So it's like True. you, you yeah. do what you can. So we get there and we're playing in this giant living room. They have a huge TV on behind us with like some kind of sport playing. <laughs> and of course, everyone's cheering and clapping and the guy I was accompanying was like, yeah, they really like it. I'm like, a sport thing just happened on the TV. They're not clapping sport at thing. us. There's this giant <laughs> TV. We're doing our ballad thing. And I remember at one point, some guy came in and just fell asleep on the couch right in front of us. So that it's like, said it all right that there. was yeah. awful. I was like, oh, good Lord. And it was like, it, it was so embarrassing. Cause now it's like, it's, I don't know. It was, it was like, it was a whatever gig. Like it was my first, that was my first paid gig. But it wasn't what I was kind of expecting. I mean, thankfully, it got better from there. Right. They all they all can't be winners. No. Plenty of duds and all that. No, it wasn't that great. But, I mean, what did you take from that, like... $250. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, what did I take from it experience-wise? Yeah. $250. $250. <laughs> that's what I was trying yeah, to be sassy. Exactly. Um, I mean, you know, I, I really started to learn how to read a room. Well, did it dis- it didn't discourage you, obviously. No, because whenever I have, have an experience like that, it's how do I grow from it? And right. I think that's what a lot of people need to realize. It's a good mentality. You, yeah, you kind of have to because it'll eat you if, if you don't. Like, that room swallowed us. Like, I have seen bands playing rooms and things like that where it's like, okay, this room is too big for this band, and they just get eaten. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, where it's just like, okay, this is not, you know, yeah. that's, that's as far as this is going to go um, kind of thing. I really started realizing that when I got to high school and I started playing a lot because that's when I had my first band we put together. And it was me and a bassist and a drummer. And I finally started to sing. Um, and we played a lot. We used to do like the what really kicked it off for us. Because in my school, I was like a, I was like a, like I was a very popular kid in my school, but I was also a big dweeb because they're like, this is a guitar kid. Oh, yeah, guitar. What a loser. Yeah, what a dummy. You know, it was one of those things. Um, and we played at what was called our cafe night, which was cool. So it was this, um, you know, get-together. was like you have baked goods and things. It wasn't like the cafeteria, but it was like you had acts perform and stuff like that. And we played. I don't think anyone knew what was going to hit them. I actually did it on that guitar across the room right there, my blue SG. Oh. I did it on that guitar because that was when I was 16. I wish you guys could see it. Yeah, it's blue. It's nice. Um, it's very blue. And we did it on that guitar, and we did, it was just like a lot of rock stuff, blues stuff, fast solos, all sorts of cool stuff, and like, it was a packed house, and they went wild. And from that, we got like a couple graduation parties to play. Yeah. Which was cool from that. I mean, I gigged a lot with that band. We did all the Stone Pony stuff. We did all the Down the Shore gigs. We did a, um, a couple clubs we played for, and we got paid well. And we were young, because I was 16, the drummer was 15, the bassist was 14. That is, And yeah. we were playing in bars, which is like, I don't think you should do that i don't know if you can know i don't i don't, I don't know. know i have no idea um, i mean it was a shame the demise of that band because it was like i liked the guys in the band but it got to a point where they started going to like and there were a lot of songs that i wrote um which eventually evolved into mischief songs oh which fun fact well they're all the same they're all the same song yeah, anyway so they started going to um like a recording studio and laying down tracks without telling me Ooh. 
and I was not happy about that because I didn't know if they were going to replace me or what they were going to do, but it was like, what's happening? And they were just recording, and it was weird. So I don't know what happened, but they just kind of bailed. You still don't know. I right? still don't know. Yeah, I, okay. I, I literally called the one kid of the night, and I was like, why did you do this? And he's like, oh, we're going to tell you, and this and that. And I was like, I thought we were like the band, and I was like, we're done. And I just I broke it right up. Yeah. And that was it. So that wasn't that great, but um, I grew from it, and that's why I was the band leader because the problem was being in high school, working with two younger kids, someone has to be the band leader. Someone has to run it because if I didn't, it would yeah. have been just anarchy. It would never have worked. Um, I mean, have you ever been in a, a position like that in a group where, you know, for gigging and stuff like that, where it just doesn't go the way that it probably should, or you see it just kind of fall apart? Yeah, I'm cringing thinking about oh, it. Oh, no, this sounds like a good story. Come on, you got this, buddy. No, it's, I mean, I think, <laughs> it, I think it comes from, you know, kind of when we, we what we were talking about earlier. Well, you and I are perfectionists. Yeah, yeah. And I think it really does stem for that, but. Right, and it's, yeah, that's part of our, one of our many problems we have. <laughs> um, but it was, it was kind of a, one of those last minute thrown together things. Um, but you still need to have somebody to take control and kind of organize it in a way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and there's a lot of different personalities that come with that territory, but, um, you know, I just remember one time we were playing at a, probably a bar. I think it was a bar. Yeah. And, um, well, one of the guitar players had maybe too many drinks. Oh, that happens. That's it's rare. You're saying people in you're saying people in bands drink too much and do stupid uh, things. No, never, oh, never. Okay. I would never right. say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on this really rare occasion, you oh, know, somebody had two stars were aligned. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think it was a full moon. Uh, <laughs> um, and it just this individual just lost all control of his bowels, or just no, just playing whatever oh, not really you know in time with anybody else type of deal and it was just you know i think not having that structure of a band leader like you mentioned mm. and you know the fact that oh we're cool with not rehearsing and Ugh. let's throw it all together type of deal and like we have to finish the night mm -hmm. so like for me like i'm embarrassed I'm like putting my head down while trying to play basically because I'm like, I just want to get through this, but all it takes is one person to bring everybody down. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, especially like that. And it's just one of those things where you're just trying to stick it out, you know? And I've had that a couple times and it, and it's like, but you know, we got, we're getting paid or, you know, yeah, I want to yeah. still play with some of these other individuals that are in the band. Yeah. Um, you know, at the time, and it's just, I don't know, I mean, that's why it's important, I think, to to really try and get together when you can, or at least, like, hey, these are, this is what we're going to do, Yeah. This, these people are going to solo, um, maybe let's wait to have a drink till after we're done. That was always my rule. But, yeah, I mean, people can take that the wrong way, though. I mean, I'm sure you've heard your fair share of that yeah. oh. when you tell people about it. Because I know we've, in the band here, uh, we've heard, you know, we've yeah. had experiences where, yeah, with that. Uh, yeah, because that was when I started, 
you know, so that band in high school broke up, and I did solo stuff for a while, and then I started playing with bands, but the only people I could get were people my parents' age. So I'm playing bands with people twice, three times my age at this point. And, you know, you have me, a younger kid, being the band leader and being like, wait till after the gig to drink. I don't want bottles up on stage. I don't like how it looks. I don't yeah. you're going to act like an idiot. And, like, them laughing in my face, but then they fuck up. And it's like, well, who's laughing now? Because you're horrible. And then the best part is reprimanding them. There was... So we had... <laughs> oh, God. There was a drummer prior to you. Of course. And we had a gig at this really classy place called Pure. Just to let you know at home how classy it was, um, the wife of one of the owners was this very exotic Russian woman. Okay. Um, and a lot of the wait staff were Russian prostitutes. And okay. And they had uh, cocaine parties in the back of the establishment. Beautiful, lavish-looking place. Like, it oh. was insane. And we would play as a three-piece or a four-piece. And the drummer at the time, who was a smidge immature, uh, came in <laughs> and saw our one roadie. Uh, he was drinking a mimosa. Now, I don't know drink things, but I know mimosa has orange juice, as far as I know. Yes, believe. yeah, it does. Or no, not mimosa. Screw, Screwdriver. Screw, screwdriver. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think they both have orange juice. It had orange juice in it. And my drummer was like, oh, I kind of have a cold. I need Vitamin some orange C. juice. That, that's literally what he fucking thought. He had five of them. Are you denying science? <laughs> Fuck out of my face. He, he had five of them in a half hour period. Nothing to eat with it. He I, got up on stage. cold probably went right away. Dude, he was falling off his seat he couldn't play in time I, that's a lot i do i was span. livid so the next and like our bassist at the time was didn't we didn't know what to do because it's like he couldn't play i kicked him out of the chair i played for a little and we just did drum and bass for a little bit oh boy that was fun because it's like you're not going to do your job i will do your job for you yeah um so the next practice that we had i told him oh we're going to start practice a little bit early come like a half hour early but really, it was just him coming a half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have, I'm 18, 19 at this point. He was older, wasn't he? He was older. Yeah. And um, my parents are listening upstairs. <laughs> They're all like listening through the vents of me because I reprimanded him. I didn't yell. I didn't scream. But I told it like it was. And I was like, how dare you, you know, take my name and just smear it on the ground like that. I was like, that's not what you do. I was like, you don't have open booze at work at your desk you're not going to have it when you work with me you can't control yourself i was like yeah. if you do it again i will kick you out and i said i will finish the set on your drums for the rest <laughs> of the night that says a lot um and so every gig after that he would be like, oh, just water tonight just water but he would sneak it a couple times so i'd see he'd be like oh just an iced tea tonight and it's in like a tall skinny glass i'm like <laughs> which island did that iced tea come from was it a long one perhaps was it a long island and it's like dude don't fuck around like what are you trying to do what are you 12 like, yeah oh, it's i mean i think people don't some people don't understand you know about you know it's it's a it's still a job we're being it's, yeah. it's we're being hired getting paid, we're man. getting paid and even more for you, you there's an image there's my name's on it your yeah. name's on it this is your stuff um they're, and, not, just, they're not just hiring jimmy's band of middle-aged midlife crisis with expensive guitars playing bad company songs it was sound Char great <laughs> that was a good band it was a charles larita band at the time charles larita trio that's what it was that's my name yeah and you're looking like a fucking muppet back there 
<laughs> that's that's a problem, dude. That's, like, yeah. Oh my god, I. It was awful. It was really embarrassing. It. Uh, I mean, yeah, that is. It's tough, but like, you know, with my story and your story, it's just like. But, we still do it. Oh, that never and stopped. It never. Yeah, no. It never stopped, and all it takes is one really good one to just cancel out all I would say it counteracts all the shitty ones I think what really was good for me because at that time when I was still playing with that trio I was doing solo stuff I was in high school and I was doing solo gigs because that little high school trio that I had broke up and I said oh until I get back on my feet with the full band I'm gonna do just acoustic stuff and it took longer than I thought it would um I played every weekend with just doing acoustic and coffee houses yeah I did Fridays and Saturdays. It would be like just a two hour gig. Um, they would only pay like maybe 50 bucks, but then you'd have a tip jar out or a tip bucket. And it was cool because I would like pack the place, which which was great of just people coming in. Then I started developing a fan base. And a lot of the fans that Mischief has today are still from my coffee shop days. That's awesome. From, yeah. Which is really cool. Because um, I was doing songs in my style and that I'm actually thankful for the high school band breaking up because that acoustic little soiree that I did really helped develop my style because now it's like i'm one person what do i do it helped my endurance with my singing it helped me start to put bass lines in with my playing i started thinking like a bassist now i added a lot of percussion to make drums so it's like that changed my style a thousand percent also having gigs where it's i'm one person you're getting like 150 dollars in tips was fabulous i remember going to the bank the next day with a big wad of ones rolled up and they'd be like so what do you do again I'm a table dancer bitch yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you don't have to split it you know now i mean i paid my dad because he did sounds and stuff so that was i always paid him for whatever you know gotta I did. take care of the help but i loved I, that those were fun i liked those kind of gigs um but then after i started gigging with the um the people more so my parents' age was kind of cool. Uncle Rick in the band playing bass, which was phenomenal. Yeah. He was, you know, one of the best ever to work with, um, which was really cool. We did a lot of benefit shows, like a lot, a lot of those in my area because there was always – there was like one organization I worked with where they always did big gigs and I played with them at some pretty pretty big venues, which was cool. Um, did you ever do any, any like more benefit kind of stuff like that? I know you said you did like the one fundraiser kind of thing, but anything – um, where you're on a bill with like a couple bands, kind of stuff like that. I mean, we, you and I have done. A, I know you a and I definitely, yeah, because they, because they really teach you how other people operate in other bands, and that's that's exactly what I was <laughs> gonna bring up. I mean, um, you know the, I think people it, I think gigging, you mature a lot faster. A thousand percent as a person i learned that a, real quick you become man. an adult yeah really quickly yeah. and and the younger that you start gigging the the, the further along in the process you'll be yeah. i think personally because you deal with so many people yeah and from all walks of life oh boy um and if there's alcohol yeah. for sure guaranteed wow, it's even more walks yeah oh yeah or stumbles yeah well yeah we've had that too. yeah um but you know what i mean it's like yeah you know, especially when we do the, like the benefit stuff for the mm-hmm. charity stuff, it's like they're big events. There's a lot of money involved. Um, a lot of, always a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people. They're full setup. So now you're dealing with, you know, whoever booked the bands, sound, yeah, lighting, you know, 
everybody involved. All the if volunteer they have t- stuff. Exactly. There's always an army of that, you know. Right, and they're chances are they don't typically run smoothly. And no, because no to, one's on time. The bands, like we talked about before, a lot of the bands want to just go over their time and step into right. your time, and we've had that. Yeah. So now you're you got to think on your feet, mm-hmm. and you got to. You're trying to like shuffle things around, move the set yeah. list around, trying to, you know, talk to this guy, talk to that guy. And, you know, I think the big thing I took away from a lot of it was I became, you know, an adult, more of an yeah. adult from it. Um, yeah. And how to, I learned quickly how to become professional, be a professional, have a clean appearance like we talked about, and yeah. show up on time or early if better. And, um, be prepared. I mean, always prepared because now you have everybody watching you. Yeah. You know, I learned really quickly how much um, a lot of people are children, you know, or, or Muppets or if, always Muppets. Um, what's the other one we described? Oh, so the three cla- for those of you at home listening this is or important. watching the three classifications for any fucking person in life. They're either a <laughs> Muppet, a South Park character, or they're three children stacked on top of each other wearing a trench coat trying to pass themselves off as, as an adult. They walk into the garage, like the liquor store. Uh, yeah, Hello, my name's Jimmy Adultman, and I would like a beer, please. It's that kind of a yeah. person. Because there's a ton of people where I'm like, you are three kids. Like, you cannot be one human yeah. being. Um, it's the best way to describe people. That's all you need. No, that's, that's perfect. Um, I think Muppet is just the most fun one to say. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, but I had problems when I was in my teens doing those benefit stuff because I was young with an older band playing these, and... I was always on like the posters for benefits like they would advertise and I I mean I don't really talk too much about this but a lot of the bands and musicians in my area hated that because they were like he's young he hasn't been doing this as long why is he getting attention why is he a part of this they treated me like dog shit oh I'm sure and I hated it yeah where they were just snobby towards me and I was just nice to everyone I was just happy to be included like that was cool like oh you consider me to be like these guys that's amazing like that's the honor itself more than the gig. Um, I think there was some jealousy there. Maybe. Potentially. I mean, there's got to be. Maybe. It was. It just sucked because, like, I stopped doing a lot of stuff, and I didn't want to do more of that stuff because it was like, you guys, you know, treat me like crap. Like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, knowing it's going to be my set and playing into that, you know, and, and playing over your time over. Like, just shit. Like, or leaving the, having your back to the stage or leaving the room. And, and it's like, don't get mad at me. The entire place is up and dancing. Like, that's not my fault. Yeah. Sorry we grew so fucking hard. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Right. You know? You know? But as far as gigs go, I have to ask you about one of the firsts because it's definitely a really good memorable one. Oh, gosh. Because since we're going down memory lane and we're we're reminiscing. Reminiscing. The first gig you did with us, because it was a (laughs) doubleheader. It was a doubleheader weekend, and that was the thing because we had, we tried out another guy who I wasn't hip to. And we had you, and I was like, well, let's have you just start gigging with us, and we'll see how it goes. Sink or swim. Yeah. And uh, you want to talk about that a little bit, William? Yeah, oh, yeah, that (laughs) was... I mean, I honestly... First, I didn't know what to expect, because this was, um, you know, kind of a first for me, because I I never really was in, per se, bands or groups. Yeah. You know, it was always just thrown together. Um, and I like, even like a concrete lineup kind of thing. Right. Exactly. And even in like high school, I mean, and that's a lot of the times where a lot of people like, you know, have friends and they play together. (laughs) I'm thinking about the place. I'm sorry. Oh, (laughs) he's already, (laughs) oh, 
So yeah, so like I never had that because my friends were in music as well and we were consumed by school yeah. stuff all yeah. the time. So like we didn't I never was really in you know somebody's own original band until hi insert him hello <laughs> hi um so i had no idea what to expect i was just happy that you were allowing me to to play um so <laughs> i think i i feel i think i rode with sean joyce yeah you did yeah you already knew him from from school or you knew him from just from right we went to that same high school yeah yeah so he gave me a ride and uh i don't i don't and you know we just really know us at that point no i didn't really know anybody and could have been taking you in the woods to kill you done an old yeller we said run around a little buddy (laughs) (laughs) weren't far from it there (laughs) no oh that was a hooker hotel if i'd ever seen one good lord yeah so i arrive at this place and um (laughs) He just described it perfectly. The green AstroTurf carpet outside. Right. That was cool. It is a like a two-story, definitely motel. On a highway, on a major highway. Yeah. And uh, something you would see like uh, on a episode of Cops. <laughs> I was going to say like like, a, like <laughs> an NCIS or Criminal Minds. Yeah. Kick down the door and there's like a dead person. Right. Exactly. You know? So I was like, okay, like is it? Are we playing in the lobby of this place because it was kind of it was, bar was off to the back yeah and they the had side. that big room yeah um and it was because the people who owned the original place that we played at got this new space because they separated from the place that we're at because i wish you could have seen the one before because it, it was awesome it was a great stage it was a great thing and then this was like sound system was bumping but it was like such a downgrade yeah um, and it's it was a shame because like that had a that room had a lot of potential it did and the stage was a decent size, yeah. especially for us with six guys. Yeah. It's always a struggle to find space. Um, and the sound system was great. I mean, so, like, even though, like, I the outside was... Sketchy, skeevy. Yeah. It didn't matter to me because I was so focused on what I had to do. Yeah. And I was just like, this is the first time, like, I'm on, like, a legit kind of stage and, you know, a real sound system with a, an original group. I'm like, this is awesome. Did you bring your drums for that gig, or did we use the kit that was there? There was a kit that was, was kit. there. The next day, you brought. I brought my own. You brought your kit. That's what it was. Yeah, because that was a Saturday, I believe, and then the Sunday. Sunday yeah. was uh, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, the next one. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it was a really good night. It was from an what awesome. I remember. Gig, man. I mean, um, it was exciting for me because you know there's a lot of, you know, the mischief fans that came and yeah yeah other bands that were on the bill that you know you guys have played with for years so it was you know it was a big deal for me because like they all know the band know your stuff yeah and now this is the first time new guys coming in and like well let's see how he does with it yeah you know so i was like i gotta make sure that these people are sold on me because i'm still auditioning at this point I was like, how do you think it went for you You think that that helped the audition i should have bombed it <laughs> Five years later, you think you're getting closer? Like, yeah, I, I still haven't heard of an answer. <laughs> I mean, well, speaking of, I feel like, and then I did, you know, the the gig after that, the double header, which will, you can probably explain that one, but we did like a few gigs, and I remember I was, I think I was talking to my dad or something, and I was, he's like, so are you in the band? <laughs> and I think I texted you, and I was like, 
so am I in the like? There was no. <laughs> yeah, I, we, I didn't know. I, we where, just kind of assumed you were yeah. in at that point. I'm coming to rehearsals. I'm doing gigs, and I still You're don't know. Merchandise. You're like, <laughs> shit. My face is on the post. I was gonna say, yeah, you did like four commercial spots for us, and I was like, so. Am I, I'm, I'm in the band now, right? And I was like, eh, it's fine in the band. What do yeah. you mean? And you're like, no, no, you get the hell off my lawn. I was like, dang, well, I'm going to go home and have another screwdriver. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, vitamin C. See, I wish your first gig with the mischief was my like my first gig with the mischief. I wish you were there for it because it was like, it was phenomenal. I was. I thought my first gig was phenomenal. I had a blast with that yeah. gig. That was such a good gig. I had nothing to compare to. That's so, true. I That's mean. true. So now you're going to have it to compare to this. So there is a neighborhood place we would play um, called the Cedar Garden Pub. It's no longer there. Um, it was connected to the Cedar Garden Banquet Hall. Sounds familiar. We've played and were yeah. kicked out and banned from there. Uh, it has mob ties, and the main manager got arrested for stealing money. Yeah, the, uh, that's the place the rings place. a bell. That's where we yeah. play. I, only the best for my guys. But it was a little <laughs> pub off to the side inside of this giant liquor store, and it was a pub. And it was like a little neighborhood thing, and, and the bartender, uh, his name was Ted, rest his soul, um, you know, he would always have just original artists. And I used to start – that was one of the places I really prominently gigged, and we all loved it there. And he was a good guy, and we didn't get paid a lot. It was a small place, but people came for music. And I wish it was still there because we would still be gigging. Yeah. Um. We, I think the fire code thing on their occupancy was 52 people, it said. My band was playing out, and we announced the Mischief's going to be their new band, horn section, this and that. So the first set was the trio stuff that I did, and then the second set was the Mischief. We, uh, our roadie Mike had a, uh, like a baseball clicker, the click counter yeah. thing. I had to go into a sports store and find one of those you were probably lost dude i asked the guy i was like i need a, a clicky baseball thing and he's like here they are and i was like great thanks and this guy <laughs> could have probably bench pressed me um we had 130 people wow crammed in that's that place. illegal yeah yeah it was super <laughs> illegal and there was a line out the door trying to get in it was the best night because not only it's like this is music i wrote and this is new but people liked it that was such because there was a lot of people because I did in the trio that I was in we did covers in my style we did like the funk style whatever we wanted to do and we lost a lot of fans because they were just like just do the cover stuff we don't want to hear this original stuff we want to hear songs we know because we're unoriginal and we can't step out of our comfort zone because God know, forbid yeah what oh, I'll die yeah so that was very humbling to have that many people be out for us as a thing oh yeah I wish you were on that gig. It sounds amazing. God, it would have been so good. It would have been so, so Thanks good. for rubbing it in. No. I was going to say, um, for there was some good stuff that happened at that place, some good stories. But I was going to say for the, the – I think for the next one we should talk more about gigs. But let's talk about stuff that went wrong because I've got some stories. I know you've probably got some stories. We've experienced some stories together. Yeah. Um, I, I think that would be – pretty fun to kind of go through because i love stories like that it's just interesting to kind of hear yeah and some um, people might not really realize what actually goes on at some of these things, things yeah you can get, get a little crazy you get some ridiculous ridiculous characters yep. um, and it involves sketchy bathrooms and always sketchy bathrooms um you know sketchy people sketchy, sketchy bathrooms people. sketchy goings on put there it all might together be russian prostitutes with cocaine parties i don't know true who am i to know yep 
but I, I I think eventually though we need to do a, a gig story podcast because just like it's just it's you can't make this shit up and it's just like oh yeah it's insane it's absolutely insane um but if I had to kind of sum up just the whole gigging spectrum that we've started from we miss it I was gonna say I, mean, I, yeah. I miss it I miss it's, it immensely man I miss gigging with you oh yeah um. You know, obviously, I love doing recordings and doing the studio series videos and all that kind of stuff. I I love that, but playing out just is playing a out different. different, having everyone up and dancing and uh, just being into what to do. It's really weird to have people singing along to a song you wrote. That's I'm sure. like the strangest thing in the world. Um, where it's like you guys know the word to this. I wrote this while I was sitting on the toilet. Like you know, it's like <laughs> one of those kind of things. It's just very very bizarre. Um, I miss it and I look forward to us being able to do it again same i cannot wait i really really um miss it and uh hopefully you guys miss you know out there listening hopefully you guys miss seeing live music too because we all miss playing it uh, yeah i think everybody either you know? misses playing it or misses you know going out to see well we'll get back to it eventually yeah it'll, it'll happen the we'll world the world will come back it'll happen at some point um just wear your mask and wash your fucking hands i don't yeah. know what else to say yeah just don't be an idiot um but hey this is the Drop of the Beat podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to us beat off. Hopefully it sounded as delicious as it looks. Uh, that might have been I, a very I, awful word to describe it, but... No, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. I was going to say, my lips are watering and getting a little little, little chapped. Mm, um, let me have a sip here. Mm, so hopefully you guys, your tea is, is gone now by the time we're done drinking. I think tea needs to be just a new ritual for this. So if you're listening or watching, definitely have to have some tea with us. And, you have uh, to. You Mine's know. a little cold. I was gonna say if if you're I think having the fire went out. I was gonna say if you're having tea, um, you need to definitely you know hashtag uh, make mischief drop the beat podcast one of those things. Let us know. Send it to us. I want to know you guys are having tea with us while we're all beating off together. That's right. It's so good. It's really really good. I want Lipton to reach out to us. I or... do. We need. I want to be. I want to be the next Kermit the Frog meme with tea <laughs> because I am in fact a Muppet as you've said. Um, if you guys would like to support us on patreon for what we're doing and have your name in the credits at the end of this video we have an orange button on the homepage of charlesreader.com it's one dollar a month to support us uh we have it so your name is at the end of anything that we use any of your donation towards for video production or anything like that and again if you would like to reach out and ask us a question or a topic to have us discuss on the show um you know go to charlesreader.com slash contact and fill out the form and i think you know we're having a blast now we're just in person doing this it's yeah it's and a lot of fun i look forward to more of this hopefully you guys too this is our 19th episode i think so good lord that's yeah wow. time flies that's what's happening when you're in a pandemic when you're not doing a <laughs> damn thing exactly oh boy but hey as we always say to cap this thing off my name is charles Rita, and i'm will sarver he's will sarver i am today today only. and we'll catch you guys next time see you bye <laughs>